0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the No Sleep Club, Year 13's podcast.
1: Episode 2. Episode
0: 2. Uh, Today
1: we're going to be talking about ATARs. We
0: are. Um, but first things first, uh, I'm Blake as always.
1: And I'm Hamish, product manager here. Blake is product designer with me. Um, look, we thought No Sleep Club, let's start a let's start a podcast. We've been here for a while now. Yeah.
0: So. Hamish and I are sick of just talking shit to each other all the time. <laughs> we thought maybe some other people should join in. <laughs> So, yeah, we're just here to do it in front of you, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, so it's far.
1: great. Hopefully, it gets a bit of traction and you guys actually enjoy what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, hopefully. So,
1: Blake, ATAR is the focus today. Mm. We've got ATARs coming out for year 12 around Australia mm-hmm. in a couple of days, oh, yeah, about mid-December, a week, week, yeah. week and a bit. Uh, and then, obviously, in Victoria, they've get, they've been pushed to day before New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very scary time. Mm. It's also a time that you, you celebrate a lot. So, I'm super keen. To hear about your ATAR yes, experience, yes, and I
0: too am super uh, keen to hear about your uh, ATAR experience.
1: Awesome. <laughs> awesome! So, let's kick it off, right? You're in, you're in Year 12, or you've just finished Year 12. You've done the HSC. Mm-hmm. What, what, what were you feeling?
0: Okay, so for me, I studied like. St- stupidly hard in the HSE. Like, uh, at one point I'd memorized 13 essays. Yes. 13 essays for ancient history because there were 13 potential questions. So I memorized an essay literally for every single potential (laughs) question. I wouldn't advise that you study that way. It's, it's certainly, um, wasn't easy. Uh, Oh, my God. I, I have so many study stories, actually. I used to tie batteries to the end of my pen.
2: I've seen,
1: I've seen this, yeah.
0: <laughs> in order to weigh the pen down so your hand gets stronger while you're writing. And then, uh, yeah, when you're in the actual exam, you've, you're supposed to feel light as a feather in your hand. Were <laughs> um, <laughs> you
1: smashing protein shakes and steroids I as also well?
0: used to um, spritz my... Papers with like a certain sense because apparently, you know, you, yeah, your memory, sense yeah. trigger like memory. So, for yeah. different subjects, I had different sense.
1: <laughs> you are <such> a nerd. <laughs>
0: I, I was the biggest nerd,
1: uh, <laughs> so that's, that's smart, though. I mean, yeah, yeah unless, right, unless you thought about it.
0: Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I um studied pretty damn hard in the HSE. Um, I remember, I don't, I can't really remember if I was nervous for, I think I surely I was, I would have been freaking out for the um, <laughs> results yeah. to come out. Cause the results come out the day before. Right. And then you get the ERA the next day. Yeah. 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 So, um, I remember getting my results and being pretty happy. Um, they were all, yeah, like good results. I was actually a bit frustrated. I did um 11 subjects in, no, sorry, 11 units. units. Yes, yeah. sorry. So 11 units.
1: No, you did five subjects plus one like extension. Yeah,
0: and then that extension subject was the one that I did the worst in, so I was kind mm. of annoyed that I even took it. But, um, yeah, got the results, was pretty happy with that. Um, I remember being on holidays with my family and we decided to go, for when my ATEC came out, we decided to go to a public space because yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have a outward reaction. Didn't want to be too upset. Uh, I knew if we went to a cafe or something, I could contain myself. <laughs> I really planned this whole day out. Um, so yeah, we were sitting at a cafe, uh, or on holidays in Lennox head. And, um, I remember getting the text message come through and, uh, got the results and yeah, I, I was stoked with the result. I um, got, fell very silent. And like
1: Can I ask <laughs> if you're comfortable sharing with us, which obviously you are, uh, <laughs> what was your ATAR?
0: Um, so I got a 98.85. Ooh, which is <laughs>
1: Damn, we got a smart one over here.
0: Yeah, which um, obviously all that, <laughs> all that memorizing <laughs> paid off. Um, yeah, I just remember falling very silent. My parents asking me what. I'd got, and I couldn't really happy, even speak. Were you happy with that? Yeah, I was very, I was, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy with that. Um, yeah, so I was really stoked. Um, and yeah, that was kind of it from there on. I I mean, I was really lucky I, with that ATAR. I sort of got pick of the litter in terms of what I wanted for uni. So um, I was pretty stoked from there on. Like I didn't have a lot to worry about. After that, for me, finishing school from there was just lots of parties, lots of spending time at the beach. (laughs) My schoolies was non-existent. (laughs) You went to Fiji? (laughs) No, No, I went to Melbourne with uh, two of my friends. One of whom was seventeen, so Uh, we could not uh, do enjoy it. We could not enjoy our schoolies to the fullest. Let's say. but, yeah, no, the, I remember the end of school and I feel uh, kind of bad talking about it at the moment because obviously uh, schoolies is not mm. gone ahead for everyone this year. Um, but, I mean, my school is wasn't great, so you, you're not missing out on too much, I don't think.
1: Yeah, well, my is was completely <laughs> the opposite and if you're anything like me, you're missing out.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But uh, let's flip it. What was your HR day My
1: like? HR day, um, if I remember correctly, Actually, let's peel it back a little bit. So I remember sitting in school in our pastoral care, we got ATAR estimates mm-hmm. um, and I think I got my ATAR estimate at the time would have been, I think it was 80 to 85 or maybe mm-hmm. 85 to 90. Um, that cool. was when I was doing okay in some subjects. <laughs> um, I started to really flop in biology. Um,
0: did you feel like that, mo- like did getting that ATAR estimate, did- motivate you or did it make you feel too comfortable almost or
1: almost too comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of hit cruise control after that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, ATAR, I mean, sorry, I had biology, which I was quite, I was struggling with quite a bit, Mm. uh, and business studies, maybe I can't remember, but there was another one. And so I was performing quite well in maths, in English, in, uh, agriculture and then I had business and biology. Yeah. That's 5. Yeah. Um and yeah I remember going into the HSC just studying like crazy mainly the biology and business because I was like I like biology I was I was like failing you know I was like all right on the cusp. Right. And then I managed to get my results we were like 87 or 88 or something in biology mm-hmm. but then the problem was is cuz I was working so much on biology <laughs> agriculture kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit and yeah. because that one uh the scaling of ag is, you know, pulls you down a bit. So you uh-huh. actually really have to be performing quite well, which I wasn't. So, right. well, I was, but I did it in the HSC. So uh-huh. uh, I remember getting my ATA I remember getting my results and I was proud of the improvement in those subjects, business and biology, because like both of them I did quite well in, uh-huh. in the end. But then obviously I had, yeah, English and um, agriculture kind of, you know, um took a hit because uh I wasn't focusing on those two too much. So that was disappointing to get those guys, and I remember getting my ATAR. Um, I was talking to Tom, Matt, and and Blake about this earlier. I actually didn't get eighty; I got seventy nine point one five. So <laughs> I was just telling everyone I got eighty, uh, and it's funny. My girlfriend Bianca, she does the exact same thing. She does seventy nine <laughs> point something, and she just tells everyone she got eighty. So uh, for the first year of our relationship, we lied to each other <laughs> <laughs> about your ATAR. Uh, That's the really ATARs. important <laughs> yeah. stuff that you're lying about. And, about, and then I remember I, uh, I I just was like, hey. Uh, B, you know, I've been lying to you. She was like, Oh, I think I cheated on her or something. And I was like, I've actually got a seventy seventy nine point one five eight up. And she was like, Oh, me too. <laughs> so uh, that was that was pretty awesome. But yeah, no, I, I I was disappointed, I guess. Um, but at the same time, like Jordy and Sachs uh, and Will, you know, they'd started year 13. So I'd kind of had my foot in the door there to to an extent. So um
0: like ultimately didn't matter a whole lot. No, I,
1: it's a hard one because it's like I never really expected to stay here this long, I guess. Like I didn't know like I didn't know. Like I was so so um concerned and, and anxious about sort of this business because A it was mm. quite young. But B also like whether I'm gonna fit the mold, whether I'm gonna be able to swim in this sort of environment. Um and look, truth be told, like yeah, as I think I spoke about in the first app, you know, I bounce around sales, marketing, um yeah, product. Uh, let's be real; like I, I was struggling there for a bit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, since finding kind of product, it's definitely found my groove, and I and I feel more capable than ever for the for the role. But I guess what what I'm trying to say there is my experience was very different to a lot of young people. Um, but I'm sure now that uh, well, actually, no one's got their airtags yet, but. Mm-hmm. When you do get your ATARs, um, yeah, you would just, like you don't even remember it. Like <laughs> you just start partying. Like that's all. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone, what, I'm, what happened after you got your ATAR oh, then? Oh, well, it was actually year 13's first HSC a later party. Ah,
0: oh, that's right. At Greenwood right. Hotel.
1: Yes. Um, which was awesome because I was getting free drink cards left right, and center. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was the popular one there.
0: They were pretty legendary, the yeah, old HSC aladers. Yeah. They were big. They yeah. were a lot of fun.
1: So. Yeah, I, sp- I spent the the back end of um, of 2014 after I got my ATAR. I actually really I started to train a heap um, doing like calis- calisthenics, like waking up early in the morning. I'm not an early morning rather. So like <laughs> doing that sort of stuff, going and training. I was getting super fit. Um, schoolies.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a lot
1: of fun um, that was that was a lot of fun
0: <laughs> we, we'll leave that, that we we
1: stayed in the islander the infamous islander i'm sure a lot of people have heard about and the
0: gold coast or? the gold
1: coast right. um <laughs> it's the cheapest accommodation <laughs> ah. so you get some colorful characters in there um myself included um that was that was a heap of fun yeah Parents, teachers, um, principals who might hear this would not <laughs> want me to say that all you do is just drink for, for a week. <laughs> but that is literally what you do. It is a lot of fun. You get to hang out with your friends, let your hair down. Um I was very lucky in the sense that in that period, well, I'd always uh, as I said in the first step as well, I was working kind of throughout high school. So mm. having a job, I was earning money, I was yep. able to afford things. So that was that was really good for me in, in that period. But then yeah as I kicked off um here at U13 uh yeah as I said it, it was quite daunting quite scary um yeah I I never I never <clears throat> knew what I wanted to do hey like mm. I, I still don't really <laughs> I still don't really <laughs> know like that's cool. I enjoy tech. just still I, figuring out Exactly exactly and I think um I think that's probably my like advice to sort of anyone um who is worried about the future or worried about their ATAR is mm. It really doesn't matter. Like yeah. I think um, Sachs, our founder, like I think he's proof is in the pudding. There, um, we'll we'll be getting him on here later. Mm. But proof is in the pudding. There, like he was, he had a low low ATAR. I don't think he ever actually checked it. No. Um, and look, look at you, thirteen now. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's there's real like it, I think people get I uh, think um, that their ATAR uh, defines who they are. Mm but I don't think I've been asked about my ATOS since no, <laughs> up, until, up until this. You're this. asked
0: for like the two weeks yeah. after you get it yeah. and then and you add some GST just GST never again. Add some
1: GST <laughs> and just on some GST.
0: It. I mean, like if it, I wanted to be asked more and I wasn't. So no, um, I think I think we were actually quite lucky in that we both got, you know, relatively decent marks. Um, for people out there who maybe are worried that it, it could be a mystery mark or it could be not what they expected, um, I just want to say like, it's hard to say it doesn't matter because right now it does feel like it matters, but I just want you to know, there's so many other options oh, yeah. out there beyond the ATAR. And once you get it, you'll realize that it's not like all doors are shut to you now. There are so many ways that you can get to where you want to be. Um, even if that is uni and you maybe didn't get the mark that you need to get into, you need the uni degree that you wanted right away. Um, there's still so many Mm. ways to end up there like not a lot of people maybe know about pathway programs, which Big time. most universities have.
1: Majority, yeah. I mean, what well, you got like WSU, have WSU, the college, mm-hmm. um, UTS, UTS in so, search.
0: Yeah. Like pretty much every uni has got their own little program yeah. for people who maybe didn't get the mark that they needed. Um, essentially, it's like you complete a diploma course yeah. in, uh, you kind of learn how to study, I suppose, um, in a lot of them, or you might actually be sort of doing a diploma course in the particular degree that you're interested in. Um, and then you can sometimes even get fast tracked into second year uni. So you're not actually losing any time at all. Um, so, and even if you're not doing that kind of pathway program, a lot of TAFEs offer courses as well that then lead you into a university course, or you don't even need university if you don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll just stick with that TAFE course and you're good. Maybe you'll get into a job and you feel happy there.
1: Big time.
0: Like I think, yeah, don't think that, um, if you don't get the mark that you're looking for that you just can't do what you wanted to anymore. You just got to find another way around. And there are so many of them. So
1: many options out there. Yeah. And um, look, I, I think, yeah, what you said it before, like it uh, might feel like it matters. Um, it does, I guess it does. It does matter to an extent. In yeah, the I think because it,
0: it, it's kind of a reflection of,
1: of what, what you have last Yeah, and maybe if you
0: put in a, a good deal of effort and you didn't quite get the result that you wanted, that could be really disheartening, but at the same time, you've got to remember the ATAR is such a strange calculation. Oh. There's, I, I, still, I
2: still
1: don't actually understand. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I mean, I don't fully get it either. Um, like, it's different in different states as well, but um, at least here in New South Wales, I know that, different subjects scale differently. so oh, then,
1: And then your school's performance yep. scales you differently as well. Yep, so
0: how your peers perform. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a bit of a messed up story. Um, I went to an academic selective school. You, <laughs> no. You went to Manly Selective? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> um, and what happened at our school is that we were all sat down at one point and told to uh, pick up our game because if we all – helped each other. And if all the sort of more academic kids helped the ones who maybe weren't doing so well, we could pick up the tail. It was called, (sighs) they were called the tail. Um, and we would all do better together. And (laughs) so (laughs) there's some screwed up stuff going on like that. (laughs) So, um, I don't think you need to believe that the ATAR is a true reflection of how much effort and that you put in and maybe your skill either because your skill might be in areas that just don't scale well. Well, I mean,
1: what's, what's the age old saying? If you judge a, a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it's always yeah. going to think it's dumb. Exactly. You know? um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's exactly what my parents said to me throughout that whole experience, that whole time of my life, you know, getting your ATAR. They said like, we're, th- I was about to swear, uh, we're, we're incredibly proud of you and, and the work that you've put in. And I think, you know, like I was super proud of my mark. Like, mm. Yeah, cool. I, I could have got 85 or I could have got 90 or 95. But I knew at the end of the day that especially when I looked at, you know, um, biology and business study marks, I was like, I was super proud of it mm. because I knew that I'd given like mile during mm. that period, especially once you finish school and, you know, you don't have a teacher looking over your shoulder and it's seriously onto you to study. Like I was so proud of of that, and I think that, um, yeah, regardless of what mark you get, as long as you've given 110 percent, um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, like your mark That's doesn't more matter. Important. Like your mark seriously doesn't matter <laughs> as long as
1: you know deep down. Because as we said, uh, no one asks what your ATAR, and mm-hmm. like the last thing you'd want to do is say, kind of. I mean, it's a bit late now for the <laughs> for the people getting their ATARS, <laughs> but I guess it's for your ten, your eleven yeah. students who uh, who might be listening is that. Yeah. Give it your all. Give it your all. Um, Whatever mark you get, be proud of it Mm. uh, because you know that you've given it all. And that's the thing. You don't want to, you don't want to necessarily half ass it, get a poor mark and then, you know, further down the line be like, shit, I wish I, I wish I just, you know, pulled my head in when I was in year 12. Um, Look like I know, like I know one of my mates um, didn't. Like he got the new PlayStation 4 at the time and just, <laughs> and just played, played the PlayStation the whole time. Oh, man, like, I watched
0: the from season one to season four of Breaking Bad somehow <laughs> during my <laughs> agency as well. So Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I, I remember going over to his place and, like, I'd just done, like, a whole, you know, started at 7 a.m., finished at, like, 2 p.m., like, you know, what's that, five hours. And I was like, sweet, I'll go hang out with, um, with my mate. I'd go over to his house and he's just playing, like, rugby league live. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you done any study? And he was just like. <laughs> I've studied at all. And like now I think although he hasn't explicitly said it I think that he wished he had applied himself a little bit more because as shit as it is it does open up doors for you mm. having a, having a good ATAR or having having an A ATAR um something that you've applied but at the same time as you said there's pathways to absolutely everything now. Mm. Um but yeah I mean he you know like he dropped maths because it was challenging for him. Now he's selling cars where he's <laughs> working on commission you know, uh, like he's, <laughs> and, and he's actually really good at math. Like the other day we are sitting in the car and like, can't remember what it was. Um, Oh, we are paying for dinner for a mate's birthday. Yeah, And he goes like, Oh, it's, you know, $470. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's 90 bucks each. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so you drop math. So like, how are you doing that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess anyone who's, who's getting their ATAR is worried about their ATAR like don't stress, like you'll, you'll make your way. It's not the end of the world. If you, if you did flunk out a little bit. Um,
0: yeah. We, yeah. Um, we actually used to work with someone who uh, is a very intelligent girl, but she uh, did not try much at school. Mm. Um, and but she knew she really wanted to go to uni. So what she did when she got her ATAR, which was not particularly high, she just called the university mm. and asked if she could come. She was really passionate about the particular degree she was interested in, um, and the university like let her come in for an interview. She was obviously super stoked and um, really wanted to be there, and they could tell that. Mm. Um, and yeah, she got into that degree that way. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's yeah, literally there is so many different ways you can actually get into it, and like and and. I think the most um, what's the word without swearing? what <laughs> um, the, the the worst thing about the ATAR structure and and the and the UAC um, admission sort of st- or structure is that it is purely based on how many students are interested in that course. Mm, yes. Like it's that's, a supply and demand yeah, thing. Like that's it. Like you'll see that if everyone, if no one was studying to be a doctor, the ATAR requirement for a doctor would drop down considerably.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, cause isn't um, sports physiology or something The, the ATAR is like ridiculously I high. About, uh,
1: I think when I was at school, Sports physio was quite low Mm -hmm. because I remember, I think you and I were talking about this like last year. I was talking to someone in here about it. It was like quite low. And then a lot of people started doing it and then it it bumped up all of a sudden to like 93 or 92. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Like it's literally just supply and demand. It's like, it's how they get people in. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, I'm I'm not going to sit here and rag on on UAC, Um, (laughs) but like, don't, don't, just because you might not get into a course doesn't mean that you're not appropriate for that course or mm. you're not appropriate for that, that job down the, you know, at the end of the tunnel, it, it's purely based on um, yeah, supply and demand. Yeah. So um, hold out and also don't stress like just because you get the marks for a course doesn't mean you necessarily have to go into that course.
0: Yeah. That's another thing as well. I feel like people who get particularly high HS feel like they need to do the course then that matches that level. Like, um, you, you- I actually got, uh, I got into a course that I didn't think I would get into and I for a while really heavily considered doing it just for the pure fact that I got the mark for it. Whereas I knew I actually preferred a different course mm. at another university <laughs> jokes on me. Cause I ended up dropping out of, <laughs> of <laughs> university, but, um, yeah, I think that's just another danger as well of the ATAR for maybe those who do go well is like don't think that because you did you have to do something that maybe Mm. you're not super passionate about but you feel you must do Mm. um definitely just take the time to decide as well if you want to take a a gap year or whatever to make sure you're making the right call do that and then
1: definitely so i'm a big i'm a big advocate for 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 gap years Mm. for this exact reason like yeah if i was if I didn't take, cause I mean, I, when I first started working here, I was in, you know, in a day or two a week, I was working with Bill who actually um, used to own the office. Mm. So I was working, you know, two or three days a week, but I'd consider that a gap year mm. um, in the sense that I wasn't working full time. I wasn't studying. Um, I was having my fun. <laughs> um, but like, if I hadn't have taken that, I would have gone and done. Yeah. A finance degree. Um, excuse me. At Macquarie. Mm. And I would have probably finished it now or last last year or two years ago. Um, yeah, finished it now, mm. and probably would have hated it because I hate finance. <laughs> so, uh, but I, but like that was the thing. Like I got into the course. Like I wanted to do business. I think a business course. Um, but I didn't get into it. And my plan was okay. Go and study finance. Maybe segue across if that door opens up. Mm. Um, but like I would have just mm-hmm. gone and studied finance and probably hated that first year, probably felt very, um, uh, you know, I'd have a lot of doubt in myself mm-hmm. because I wasn't keeping up. I wasn't enjoying the content because the people around me were, Yeah, you know, like I'm grateful that I took that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's and like, and that's the thing, a gap year doesn't have to be, um, you know, it doesn't travel. have to be go traveling Europe. Someone turn that television off. <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't have to be traveling traveling Europe or, yeah, going overseas, but it can just literally be getting a job, working, mm. finding your feet, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, ma- then making your decision.
0: And you've actually just reminded me of one other thing I want to touch on, which is um, if you do start a university degree and you um, do, you know, get a little bit down the track and um, decide that you you're not vibing it, you don't really feel like this is the path for you, just change yeah. or drop out once like
1: you're, <laughs> once, you're in, once you're in it's bloody easy to, to yeah it's to actually pretty easy.
0: yeah that's another like sort of pathway into different degrees is if you just sort of start in one you can actually segue into other degrees as well so um i, yeah. know, I
1: know a lot of people do like an arts degree and then and then change into yeah like an, into exactly i know a
0: lot of people who started in law in arts. sorry in order to get to law um it's just like maybe an extra year or six months in the arts yeah. degree and then boom where you want to be awesome
1: mm. i think we're going to take a little bit of a drinks break yes yeah, let's take a break and we'll it.
0: come back with a special
1: guest
2: maybe you're in the wrong career Check out Year 13's free online post-school planner and learn more about yourself and your future career.
1: What a great drinks break.
0: Best ad break I've ever heard of.
1: (laughs) We're uh, we're very lucky. We've got a special guest in today, someone who, um, I don't know, what what would you say? Would you say you like the ATAR?
2: That's mm. <laughs> a loaded question. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Who, who has strong feelings towards the ATAR yes. uh, at times. Uh, so I'm going to let him introduce
2: himself, but this is our founder, Saxon Phipps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Put the fake clapping in. <laughs>
2: Ah, thanks for having me on. I think it's really cool that you guys are doing this and it's uh, yeah, something which I'm pretty passionate about and I've got a, a fair bit to say. So thank you for having me on as one of your first guests. Nice. Uh, it's our pleasure, mate. It's our pleasure.
1: You keep the lights on, pay our, pay our wages. <laughs> so Sax, uh, let's start from the beginning, your high school experience. Um, what was it like?
2: Um, yeah, high school for me was always a real struggle. Um, I was you know, pretty much quite young for my year. And so the idea of, you know, I guess in retrospect, I look back at it and realize that I just, I, I wasn't very capable of learning in that environment. And I think that really inhibited me to be able to kind of enjoy The process of learning through school. And so, um, you know, rather than learning, um, I I was more so just remembering things to try and get through. And I guess that really compounded into a lot of um, feeling quite inadequate and not feeling as I was ever going to be able to achieve anything, kind of always failing exams and being painted as the. The, the, the dumb bloke with my friends and kind of everyone getting exam results are back and kind of there was a lot of excitement in the room and mine would always be, you know, I'd always be disappointed or scared to get those results. So I, um, I didn't necessarily enjoy, um, learning through school, but I enjoyed being at school and I kind of found my places. Sport was always my outlet and kind of my biggest um, pursuit and I guess a couple of creative subjects, but, you know, I only only again recognize that now, but um, yeah, so I really struggled um, to, you know, I never really had good marks. Um, I never really uh, was seen as a student who was going to be a Ducks, but um, I guess coming to the end of my, my tenure at high school, I... I knew I wasn't going to go straight into higher ed. I I think because of that struggle, I knew that that wasn't going to be my best decision. And I was really lucky to be able to have that moment of clarity to be able to say, cool, let's just take some time off and just, and you know, work it out as we go. And I know that that's not the common thought and there's so much pressure put on Mm -hmm. you to have an idea of exactly what you want to do and where you're going to go and where you're going to be in two years' time or three years' time. And so I was really fortunate to kind of finish um, and, and just go off and throw myself into every odd job humanly possible. Cool. Of.
1: cool. You, you, you touched on something there about higher education. Did you While you're at school, did you ever feel that higher education
2: was actually achievable? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess in the subjects that I enjoyed, I was always compelled by learning, you know, whether it was doing, you know, design and technology, whether it was doing, I really enjoyed English and and history, Um, you know, in some of the other ones like, uh, like hospitality, the, the practical side of it. But the thing was, was that those subjects didn't necessarily scale well. Mm. So what happened was... damn scaling. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a bizarre type of thing that, you know, if you choose a subject and it's going to scale badly, then you kind of build this negative connotation towards that subject Mm. and that perhaps as an industry or as an occupation. Mm. So, um, yeah, I guess that pursuit was very different um, and I didn't actually acknowledge that I was really interested in those things because I was kind of told that they were bad or that mm. they weren't going to be, they weren't as much valued compared to doing other subjects. Hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I guess it's, you said it really well
1: there with the, you know, the industries that they're not necessarily seen to be of equal value.
0: You know? Yeah. I mean, they're called category B, B subjects, yeah. right? Like even just the connotations of that are kind of bad in a sense, um, which is unfortunate because it's closing a lot of doors instead of maybe opening them.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then you start to just kind of, Squash a lot of those intrinsic va- intrinsic mo- motivations mm. and motivators. Like I've always enjoyed building things. I've always used my hands. I'm I'm really I'm a really practical person, but that wasn't seen to be as of value as someone who was very analytical mm-hmm. and and could perhaps be be better at you know mathematics or science than someone who can actually is a good problem solver. And I think that's one of the big issues with the current. How a lot of people transition is that they're not able to identify what that actually is and mm. what the principle is. Like sport for me was always like determination, drive, having a role within a team. Like I knew what my responsibilities were. I knew how that contributed to, you know, a an end result. And, but with school and subjects, I just, I never had that understanding. And I don't think a lot of people still don't have that understanding. Mm.
1: So, Sachs, yeah, back in your day, mate, because you're a little bit older, it was mm-hmm. called what was it? UAC, UAC yeah, score, no, UAI, UAI, UAI mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it was. UAI. See, <laughs> I'm too young for this. Um, but do you remember getting your UAI or your, or your ATAR? Do, do you, um, you remember
2: it? Yeah, funnily enough, I I remember the whole process. I remember getting my um my results back first, and was really happy with my results. Like I was, I, I'd got marks better than I expected. But the thing which really kind of Screwed me over again was the scaling of those subjects to more towards my ATAR, mm. um, and so I actually never opened up my my ATAR. Mm-hmm. I um, I remember sitting at the back and having it in my hand and being like, "Oh, am I going to do this? Am I going to do it to myself?" And funnily enough, there was there was a lighter sitting out near the barbecue, and I was like, "You know what? Like, I don't need to be disappointed. And I'm happy with those results," and I actually lit it up and set it on fire, so I don't know what my, my end result was and uh, it's, yeah, still to this day I'm really pleased that I don't know what it was. and yeah. That's
0: good. I was going to say, did you regret that at all, ever? Nah,
2: no, 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 never. Like I think it's character building. It's mm. like, you know, it, You get, and you hear it a lot. You hear so many people say, oh, you know, it's, it's the most important thing or, you know, for the first kind of two weeks, it's like, oh, after you get your HR, it's like, what'd you get? What'd you get? And it's all a a validation metric. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, how many likes did you get on your Instagram post? Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's really, it's, that's, that's a modern day um, kind of analogy for what it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, does it really matter that someone got 150 likes versus you who got 30? Like it doesn't. So um, I'm really happy that I, I never did. Um, I guess you know. Looking back at it at the time, it was quite daunting, and I had to face you know the that two week challenge of people asking every. But I just found it fun by telling people different scores every time, <laughs> getting different reactions. Yeah, I got seventy six. I got, got ninety two. Got this. Got this. <laughs> yeah, but no one, no one really had any idea. <laughs> Very good. And so, Sax, when you finished school, what did, what did you do? Um, yeah, as, as I mentioned, I kind of threw myself into every odd job humanly possible. And now, again, when I look back on it, the, some of those experiences and what I did have been fundamental towards the development of kind of starting a business. So I worked in um, bars, um, cafes, in retail. Worked as a brickies labourer. I worked as a, um, a steel fixer. Um, you name it, I pretty much did it. And then um, throughout that, it was I was just building all these skills and understandings of different industries and. Um, building networks as well which is, oh. I think a lot of people don't really understand what you're doing by throwing yourself into those those roles you know being vulnerable to starting something new and, and at the bottom and, and you know cleaning dishes and picking up coffee cups and doing all that but you know it builds resilience it builds your, your characteristics build, builds your skills and upon doing that I did that for 12 months and then um, I was lucky enough to be able to take myself off backpacking by myself I'd heard different stories along the line of people that had gone backpacking and I'd never left Australia before and um, hadn't had gone on a family holiday with my my parents or my family ever. So, yeah, I took myself off backpacking and that was probably one of the the my biggest uh, achievements and most character-defining moments of my life because, you know, when you're in another country for the first time on your own, you haven't got your parents around you or your friends, you haven't got, you know, a group of people, it was just... I had to do everything myself, um, and, and you know, met people from all different walks of life, and uh, that was pretty much my first kind of eighteen months out of or twelve to eighteen months out of school.
0: Sick. yeah, I feel like at that point you start to realize that your ATAR is pretty insignificant when you're out <laughs> yeah. in the big old world and meeting all these people who obviously don't care or wouldn't ask
2: <laughs> what it is. Oh, exactly. I remember my first night in Vietnam. I was staying in a hostel, and there was a, a, a gen, uh, an ex MD or General manager from um, Goldman Sachs, and he was like 36 or something. And I, me, that's at that time having no idea what Goldman Sachs was. I just thought it sounded fancy, <laughs> and then to realise it's you know a, a, a global brand. And this guy was just like, don't rush into a career. Like, you know, I, I spent so much of my time in my life chasing this thing. it's like, that's I'm now backpacking by myself as a 36 year old. Mm. Um, and I think that really put a lot into perspective for me that mm. you, you, you kind of when you're caught up in you know, a culture or a society of like, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, I've got to follow everyone. You know, you often don't, you've got blinkers on and you're not actually looking at anything. And then you meet people from all different walks of life and different perspectives and opinions. And then you start to build up your own opinions. And that was kind of a big realization for me in doing that. And um, still to this day, you know, I'm 31 now. And I, I still reflect I still reflect on on those experiences and meeting those people and how much that's been such an impact on my life mm, amazing now
1: you've obviously um, we're here at year thirteen well established brand. Can you tell us a little bit more about sort of that journey?
2: yeah, so when I came back from traveling i um I just saw a lot of friends that had that proverbial idea of success. They really they got ATARS better than expected, and then that whole idea of don't waste a good ATAR, mm. go off and do. I'm not going to discredit any industry, but you know, mm. high 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 ATARS, and these guys didn't. They went off and started doing that, and um, I came back with this wealth of knowledge and experience, being the you know the kind of the Dumb guy that failed. And I'd worked all these jobs and had all this experience and been overseas and came back. And then these friends of mine were just caught in this rut. And I didn't really realize it was mental health at the time. But so many of their mental health was just deteriorating. Like it was out of control. Um, they were, you know, studying three, four, five days a week and then working late nights. And then it was just, it was really compounding for them. And then I had um, you know, my little brother, he was finishing school and didn't wasn't able to find work. He he got straight into university. and um, Wasn't able to find work for you know a good six months outside of school. Mm-hmm. And that was when he kind of came out to me and asked me if he could, you know, pardon <clears throat> me, if I could help him get a job. And that was a real moment of like, well, why isn't there something that actually helps you finishing school? Mm-hmm. Why can't you find somewhere where you can just get any sh- any sort of experience, be able to pivot and change? Why is it that you have to make this decision that has to be you have to stick with forever? because um, I had friends that didn't want to drop out and all they would ever talk about was dropping out. They, they were scared of going to university or they were scared of going to work or they were scared of doing their whatever it was. And, um, but then on the other side, I had friends of mine who had dropped out, gone off and started doing apprenticeships, traveled, had done some travel themselves who were you know, very introverted people ori- originally that had kind of this new wealth of experience and change. And I was like, well, why is that seen as such a secondary option to the kind of the first? And that was the real precedence and the kind of ethos behind U13, allowing people somewhere to kind of go, all right, cool, that wasn't right. What, where else can I go? What else can I do? And, um, yeah, did some research, looked around. Um, my business partner, Stubbs, um, kind of linked up with him. He was kind of – he'd had his own journey and experiences and um, we just said, you know, it was funny. I remember being – I was turning 20 at the time, 21, and um, being like, oh, I'm so far behind all my friends that that have gone into uni or that have done apprenticeships, and you know, like it was kind of caught behind the the eight ball of things. And then now, when I look back at it, I was like, God, we were young to even start then. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was the kind of the vision and then and, and the um the foundations of year thirteen.
1: Nice. Beautiful.
2: Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you. I know you're on a tight schedule, busy man.
1: Um, now. Obviously, we've got year 13. Uh, have you done any study kind of since school to, to, to you know, upskill yourself so to help yourself run the business or was there any sort, yeah, any sort of qualifications that you've studied? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm consistently consistently learning. Um, it, it's not just through qualifications. I, I did go through TAFE and do a diploma of business management, um, which was yeah, incredible towards developing a business like even if it's just the basics of, of you know SWOT analysis, writing a business plan, mm-hmm. um, you know marketing initiatives, kind of putting yourself into that train of thought because there's not there's no no experience quite like starting it, starting a business or yeah, that's yeah there, there is no experience quite like it and mm-hmm. so you know whilst I was learning from a textbook and learning these principles and processes I was applying it near straight away. So yeah, and then I'm gaining real, real world experience. Um, so that was that's my only um, true qualification. The rest are all kind of short courses that I've done in understanding different disciplines. And then um, you know we we live in a world now where there was ed- education is so widely acce- widely mm. accessible. So I use um, yeah you know a lot of books, a lot of reading, um, and then understand those principles and apply that to to my role now.
0: Yeah,
1: beautiful. Now. I've got one final question for you, Saks. What would you say to someone out there? You know, ATARs are coming out on the 17th in the rest of Australia, 30th in in Victoria. What would you say to someone who's either worried about their ATAR or, you know, expecting a low ATAR? You know, it, it is stressing them out.
2: Um. uh I, I think the biggest piece of advice is like recognize that emotion. Just you know, reason with it. Understand that you know you, you may feel disappointed. I remember feeling bitterly disappointed, but looking at things through rose-coloured lenses is is a great perspective to have. I think you can be just acknowledge the fact that you've got through 13 years of high school Mm. or school. And, you know, it's kind of like an acknowledgement, you know, in a lot of Indigenous communities as a rite of passage and kind of this is yours. So just acknowledge what it is and and be, you know, just be, reflect on what you've been able to achieve over the past 12 years to get to this point. And now know that, you know, the world is your canvas. You've got so much opportunity more than, more than any other generation. And I know that for a lot of this year's year 12s, the idea of, you know, not having school is the way it was meant to be not having graduation be the way it is. And, you know, with travel being off the cards for the interim, like here is a chance that no other generation ever got to have mm-hmm. where, where it's, it's almost like this, that like this stop phase, where it's just like, cool, reassess. Like, look at this. Look at what you are intrinsically motivated by. Why do you like playing sport? Why do you like cooking? Why do you like making music? Why do you like listening to music? What is it? Ask you the what and the why, and then use that for your next step. Like, you know, life's a game, and so I think the more that you can actually be strategic with what you want to do and the type of person that you want to be, um, you know, the better that you, you'll the the outcome will be. Mm-hmm. You know. When you align, I think this is one of the, the, the cool things that I've stumbled across with my career and experience of, you know, working, doing something that I'm really passionate about, even though it was so hard to start. It was something that, you know, I believed in and then my business partners believed in and then we met, we were able to hire some other young kids <laughs> that, are, that believed in us that are <laughs> interviewing me today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the tables have turned.
2: Um, you know, you start to work with like-minded people um, you start to see opportunities and see the world in a really different paradigm perspective. So to anyone that's feeling you know, inadequate, who's feeling disheartened, who's feeling stressed, who's feeling worried, I actually think that you guys are, are the lucky ones to be able to kind of have that now and, and have this clean slate. And so I think, um, you know, it's hard to say don't stress, so don't hmm. you know, take it with a, with, with a grain of salt. But um yeah. Have an optimistic view on this and use it as, as motivation. It's always been a big driver for me that I was always really motivated at the fact that I didn't think what the perception of me was, was different to how I actually valued or saw myself. So I think if you can take that mentality and that mindset, you'll, uh, you'll be a very successful person post-school
0: amazing stuff
2: beautiful. very cool
1: beautiful well that's all we've got for today thank you very much Sax it's been uh, awesome thank you, having Blake. you on it's been it's been an thanks awesome thanks for having
2: me on guys I appreciate it and yeah good luck to all the year 12s out there and um, you yeah, know everyone else who's going through this, this same transition um, hopefully we'll see you come through to year 13 <laughs> <laughs>
0: definitely <laughs>